I'll bet 99 out of 100 sales teams are making this error internally. Most teams are focused on the wrong things in their internal communication, and as a result, it's destroying the quality of your outreach and the results you're all getting. Welcome to the Best of Sales Skills Podcast. I'm Mark McGuinness, and thanks for listening. So today, I'm going to uncover how we can stop talking about features and benefits in our outreach and why I bet most leadership teams are making a single big mistake when it comes to helping their sales team start better prospect conversations. Okay, let's jump right into it. Hey, thanks for tuning in. I'm Mark McGuinness, outbound sales trainer and founder of Sales Development as a Service. So Today, I'm going to uncover how we can stop talking about features and benefits in our outreach and why I bet most sales leaderships or most sales leadership teams are making a single big mistake when it comes to helping their sales team to start better prospect conversations. Okay, so let's jump straight in. By now, every salesperson must know that turning up and throwing up is a sure way to burn through sales opportunities and really annoy your buyer. If you lead with features company details or even statements focused on you as an individual, then you're going to be in the bottom half of sellers today. And that really sucks. So what exactly am I talking about when I say features and benefits? So on the features side, if you're trying to open conversations about your new software update or some new functionality, for example, then you're leading with features. If you're leading with the fact that you're the number one supplier in your industry, for example, or maybe you've got the largest database or maybe that you've been awarded you know, a whole bunch of awards as a supplier, then you're leading with company data or company details. And while it's true that you know being the oldest, the biggest, or the most widely used provides a more compelling reason for people to choose you over others because it does de-risk the decision-making process, what we're missing here is this is only, the, this is only valuable to the buyer after they've decided to make a purchasing decision and they're just at the point where they're going to buy either this person or that person. So if we bring those conversations about awards and, and the number one supplier into the conversation too early before we've created any need for the product, okay, then the conversation's not really makes any sense. It's not relevant. And it means that we fail to get responses and we fail to get answers to our outreach. So before we get there, we need to find out if that buyer is even prepared to change their current situation or change their current status quo. So we need to be opening our conversations, leading with questions and statements that educate our buyers about how we might be able to help them solve a very specific problem that we know or that we think that they have. So let me give you an example. And let's use sales training as an example, because it's a really good one to use. So sales leaders are the people that buy sales training. That makes sense, right? But they're not looking for training. They're looking for the results that the training might deliver. If I was to reach out and start talking about a new training model that we've got, you know, a new training model that we created and how it was able to support behavior change across a large team by using multimedia, um, different sorts of multimedia, and perhaps it came with an online coaching platform, for example, then I'm leading with features, okay? Sales leaders don't want those features. They don't want a coaching platform. They want the results of the training. The features or the company details will not convince a sales leader to take action and buy the training by itself, right? What do sales leaders want? Sales leaders want more sales. They want more predictable sales. They want scalable sales results. And hopefully along the line, they want a happy and engaged sales team. So if I tried to talk sales leaders about the fact that we've received rewards based on our training, you know, that's trying to use authority and that's not going to work, okay? They don't care about that. I'm also trying to convince the sales leaders why they should buy 
instead of buying somebody else. So in this instance, I'm assuming that they already know that they need the training. So I need to take a step back, okay? Instead of focusing on the awards that we've won or the features of the training program, you know, these two are, uh, these are two good examples of features and benefits or company information that most people try to start a conversation with their buyer, with their buyers about features and benefits and company stuff. So what if, however, I started to talk to sales leaders about how their cost per sale is slowly increasing because more and more of their salespeople don't really feel confident doing outbound. So that means that the number of new logos coming into the business um, is coming down as a ratio of sales staff cost is slowly increasing. Because at the same time, there's a difficulty in finding good sales talent, which means they're reluctant to press too hard on their existing team to drive that extra outbound activity. And they're reluctant to do that in case those, those sales team decide they want to leave. And this creates a vacuum so there'll be open sales places inside the organization, which will make it even harder for the sales manager to hit their numbers or sales leader to hit their numbers, right? So if I was to talk about these types of things, then most sales leaders would say that was something they were trying to figure out. And at that point, I could say, well, would it be okay if I showed you how we've helped some other sales teams in, in the same sort of industry you're in to not only reduce their sales head count, but increase their net new logo acquisition, therefore reducing the cost of sale per new logo? And they're probably going to say, that's something I'd be interested to find out more about. Now, on some occasions, of course, you know, there's going to be the average sales leader that says to me, Mark, no. Um, all my team are hitting their goals and every one of my team's sales, my sales team are going to stay with me for the next 12 months. Not interested in having a conversation about it. That's okay. Maybe some others will say, you know what, Mark, we don't do any outbound at all. All of our business comes from inbound. That's cool too. But So it's okay that not everyone has the same problem. Most will, but not everyone will. So it's okay that we're not going to be for everyone. We're only going to be for some people. Okay. Um, you'll notice that I was super specific and detailed about the sales leaders' problems in relation to the cost of sales versus sales staff. Now, this is really critical that we have, we really demonstrate a really strong understanding of what the challenges are for our, our clients because showing that level of expertise right up front at the start of the conversation, whether it be email or via phone call or whatever, is what opens up the conversation. That gives you the right to a deeper conversation. And remember, it's all about the quality of the conversation. We need our prospects to be sharing good information and good data with us so that we can really figure out whether we're going to be a good fit for them or not because in a lot of cases, we might not be. Okay, so back to features and benefits. What's the big mistake most sales leaders are making right now? So have a think about your internal or inter-office conversations and what they look like right now. My bet is there are quite a few about new features or new software that are driven from the product team, right? So if you're selling SaaS or you're selling something else, people are talking about, okay, well, that now comes with this or we're now, we can now integrate with that. Okay, and everyone in the organization gets really excited about these new features or benefits and everyone starts talking about those. Um, on the sales side, I bet there's lots of conversations about increasing revenue, driving pipeline, increasing more meetings, meeting acquisition, um, you know, how quickly can we close deals, all that sort of stuff. Okay, and on the marketing side, I bet there's a whole bunch of conversations around the promotions that are coming up. Maybe there's an event coming up, a webinar or a white paper that's been released or a new case study, you know, go and get that out in front of your customers. So they're the types of messages that we get fed every, every day. And so what happens is when a salesperson hears this over and over inside the company, guess what they come to believe what's important? They start to think that these three things are the most important things and the most powerful, most compelling conversations that they should go and have with their, with their clients. Instead, what we need to do is set up a scenario so that we're sharing as many of our sales challenges or clients' challenges as possible, sorry, 
and where our products and services fit so that we can create a bridge from where they are now, from where our prospects are now to where they want to be, and then we can position our product or service as a bridge for them to get there safely. Okay, But only once we've started to have that conversation about what their challenges are in their language can we then start to provide any other features and benefits and say, well, you know, this is what's going to help us, this is what's going to help you get to the promised land of where you need to be. So, you know, in your Slack groups, in your team groups, whatever it is, you know, have a channel that allows you to share customer success stories, but make sure you don't talk about what you did as a salesperson to get the deal. And I see this happen a lot. Instead, talk about what the transformation was from the client side. Because what that happens is if you can start talking to as many prospects as possible about what your clients were like before they made the change and then what happened after they made the change, that's where people are going to pay attention to you and that stops you talking about features and benefits and that's when you start talking about customer outcomes. So it's it's easy to do as long as you give your team the right narrative internally. And as sales leaders and, and, and team leaders, that's up to you. So make sure you don't make that mistake. Try that, give that, a, give that a crack, and I'm sure you'll find that you'll have better quality conversations with your clients. I'm Mark McGuinness. Uh, if you liked what you've seen here, don't forget to subscribe, like, or share. Um, my goal is to share as many of these great strategies with as many people as possible. Uh, you can play a small part in that. So thanks very much. I'll see you on the next one. Bye for now.